Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. Let's just hop right in. So hey guys, welcome to Crazy Juicy Love. I have a real, real special treat. Uh, I have Lena and Greg Wheeler. They are the creative of Us Retreats. And I'm so looking forward to talking about this retreat. And with further ado, just like just introduce yourselves and like really why did you create this treat? How did it even come about? Like, and what's your intention behind it? Like, let's just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so happy to. So Lena, would you like to start ladies first? Sure, I can start. My name is Lena Kevinson and um, my funny accent is I was born, raised, born and raised in Russia. In, as I told Jim, is the best part of Russia, <laughs> St. Petersburg. Um, I am a relationship coach and also astrologer. I've been always fascinated by uh, relationships and how to improve it, how to do relationships better because everything in the world, I think, is about relationships. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So I remember when Greg and I met at one of the uh, lectures that we right away we're like, oh, I'm coach, I'm coach too. I'm into helping people relate better. And Greg was like, yes, me too. <laughs> and, and we right away knew that at some, we wanted to create something beautiful together to help people heal and improve the way they relate to others and most importantly to themselves. That's what we do a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. So hi everybody, I'm Greg Wheeler. And I'm a transformational life coach. I'm dual certified by Catherine Woodward Thomas as a conscious uncoupling and calling in the one. And I've been also involved in Kundalini yoga teaching. And what so excited me when I met Lena is, is that we've been both helping clients who are struggling through breakups and going through divorces and things like that. And it became really obvious and we got excited about helping people to heal their relationships and themselves before it got to that point. Mm -hmm. We want to help love to be able to grow. In today's world, there's so much judgment, there's so much self-ridicule, there's so much blame, shame and complaining going on yeah. that people actually beat themselves up and work their way out of a relationship instead of working their way into it. <clears throat> and so we have, between the two of us, we have such um, an interesting and expert background in a number of different relationship technologies. We wanted to come up with a way to focus it and to help couples to grow, deepen their love, their trust, their connection, and, and their authenticity in the relationship, which would help it to grow instead of helping it to fall apart. Right, and also to a lot of couples don't even know about 
things like calling in a one and conscious of coupling to help them to recouple themselves and there are tools, there are people like you and me are out there to help them reshape, reform and relook at their relationship and help them find their way back to love. So this is, I'm so happy that we're doing this to really create this, you know, this platform so that couples, or even if you're single, to know that there are options, there are tools, there are people out there who can help you find your way back to love, even if you're broken up and still heartbroken. You know, the things I just, just reading through, you know, your structures of your program, like, even if you're single, like these tools are so like beautiful and magnificent to help you find your way back to even loving yourself so you can go back out and find love again. Yeah. So how did, how, tell me about like the name us retreats, like how, like what sparked that? <laughs> like what, I mean, what sparked it? <clears throat> Well, I, I just want to clarify. It's actually, we created an LLC, Us Unlimited, mm-hmm. and Us Un, us Retreats is one part of that. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> and, and Lena, why don't you share about... Us Unlimited? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, um, <laughs> it's actually the word us came from uh, the show that both of us have been fascinating with. This is us. Oh. Wow. I haven't seen anything so beautiful and touching on TV in so long. And um, it's all about us. And there's, it's, it's beautifully done. It's all about relationships between mm-hmm. different people. Uh, this is us. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, <clears throat> Unlimited, the word we love the Unlimited because we constantly work with our clients on helping them with their limiting beliefs mm. or the limited way of the way we see it using the more of the mind and unlimited heart mm-hmm. so together we just threw those words together i think it was greg it was like us unlimited and i was like oh my god yes, yes. Like <laughs> you know there is no limit to love there is no limit to how wonderful how far you can take your mm-hmm. relationship and and bring it back like i love what you said bring it back to love yeah yeah, yeah. i love that so that's that's a that's a little story about the <laughs> well um, greg <laughs> put it all together <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and and so what we're what what's underneath that is is it's like putting all the magic back in the relationship yeah you know, we get so tied up in taking care of business and being focused. And then underneath that, there's all these opportunities for our life wounds or our source fracture wounds or our false love identities to show up and get in the way. Yeah. And then we get, we start feeling shamed or blaming the other person, or we start complaining about ourselves and we get in these stories and then this dynamic between the two of you mm-hmm. starts to get more and more difficult yeah. instead of leveraging those opportunities to create bridges yeah. to building a stronger relationship. And so yeah. we're all about building these bridges and using these opportunities. And so is that the, yeah. So is that the intention to bring these bridges back, bridge the gap between what's been happening in the relationship? Yeah. 
Yeah, we're all about building bridges. We love that metaphor. We even use the bridge. Oh, you do? picture on our Facebook. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. And I have it on my business card because I feel like, you know, the, the both sides, the couple, you be you start the foundation and you find a way back to each other. Yeah. And building bridges is just such a beautiful metaphor of connecting. Yeah. Connecting two people together and making it strong, powerful that can withhold, you know, withdraw any storm. And uh it's very romantic, especially, you know, if you go to Paris, there's, they put the key, I love you, the locks. And all the bridges. The, all the bridges. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Super romantic. So we're all about bringing romance and love back. And magic. And magic, that's yeah. Greg's favorite word, magic. <laughs> <laughs> bringing back couples to the magic. So I was reading, um, you know, about some things on your website. It's like, I was wondering like how did Tony Robbins, Catherine and Kate, Brian and Alex Armstrong, like what, how did those people and their teachings influence you creating what you created for Us Unlimited? Well, I'll jump right in here. And Jimmy, you're going to need three or four more of these interviews. I don't know, I'm not sure, because they have so much material in all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just opened up this beautiful discussion of so many different topics. I think the bottom line is that underneath all of these things, there's a healing of the self. Yeah. There's a learning to love yourself. All of these things connect. You know, and, and we have these wounds and we have these misperceptions and limitations that we've bought into, we've internalized inside ourselves. And all these people, Tony Williams, you know, um, Marianne Williams and Catherine Wilbur Thomas, Tony Robbins, sorry. And, um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking of all these names and then put them all together. <laughs> but um, the, the theme is, is that it's about healing yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and so when Lena held up the two foundations of the bridge, you know, as a couples coach, coaching team, as a couples coaching team, we work individually with the members to help them build the strong foundation on the sides, getting back to what loving themselves really looks like. Right. You know, peeling back the onion and identifying and then healing a, a, a source fracture wound or uh, a limiting false love identity that how we're looking at the world and how I know those might be unusual terms to people, but basically they're stories and meanings that we've made of events that have happened in our lives that we then look at life from. Yeah. And all these people have different tools yeah. that we can leverage with a couple, depending upon what they're going through, what they're experiencing and help them heal that part of themselves. And by then, healing themselves and loving themselves, they're so much better and able to love their partner and show up yeah. more authentic and vulnerable in their relationships. And that's something you, you, you want to add to that? I know that. Yeah. Oh. Well, I can talk about, so I was trained by Tony Robbins, who is oh. the yeah. father, grandfather of coaching, <laughs> the, the beautiful giant. Yes, I, I, I took his training. I was it was amazing. So I can definitely, and I've done a lot of his Unleash the Power Within programs. And the way Tony teaches and helps 
coaches, teaches coaches how to coach. Is he shares a lot of the work that he does during those programs, and um, I learned so much of his techniques and his. I mean, one of the tools that he uses on the program is um, it's called six human needs, and understanding that is extremely important because we all have six human needs that that important to us, and then there's two top ones that we usually are not even aware of mm-hmm. and we don't know about it and we don't communicate it and it's just lost in translation mm-hmm. and um so that's how you know to answer your question tony was helpful then one of my training was i did the alison armstrong she is an expert of understanding men mm-hmm. uh that was a beautiful program. It gave me such an incredible insight into you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I need to look I, her up then. <laughs> oh, yeah. So understanding men and understanding women. And she is she's one of the, I think, one of those women who, she changed my life in a way that, that I got such appreciation, deep appreciation for you guys. Mm. Because before that, uh, I was one of the girls with my girlfriends who were like, oh, the guys, you know, they only have one brain, they own blah, blah, blah. <laughs> They're so not deep, they can't go. And then taking her training, I now understand guys better. And um, a lot of my clients are actually men. And I have unique ability to see them even deeper than they realize they see themselves. Mm. And uh, Alison Armstrong was super powerful in this uh, training. Wow. And the list goes on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, something that you said, Greg, too, that made me think about a friend of mine. Well, to piggyback again, I just found out that we all three took the same transformative weekend work together. Well, not together, but the same kind of work. But it was something you were saying, like how we don't realize how these source fractures from our past really affect our relationships in the present. And, you know, I, I told my friend who just did um, the, the workshop this past weekend and I went to his, gra- his graduate night and he pulled me aside. He was like, thank you for forcing me to do this. He was like, you know, I didn't really, he said, if I didn't do this course, I had found out that I was punishing myself and my career based off of what my my father and my mother did because I was trying to punish them for not helping me pursue my dreams and I was only directly hurting myself, which therefore I was on this destructive path with my fiance and my fiance was like, always kept saying there was something missing, something missing. And then this weekend I discovered I don't love myself. Mm. And he was like, I didn't know how deep that went, that I didn't love myself. I didn't have that ability to love her because I don't know how to love myself. And now I have access to like start that journey of loving myself, which goes into like the first thing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You talk about, it's like, you know, self-love. So, you know, talk about like why that's like the number one thing you start with in within your retreat you guys start with mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i can speak personally for myself you know doing the work with Catherine and being tr- certified through her 
I actually did the work on myself. And one of the things that I realized is, is that as a result of my growing up with a fully functional alcoholic father is, is that I was insecure and that insecure insecurity showed up as an I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so I worked super hard in my life to be more than good enough. You know, I got a master's degree in college. You know, I took on the hardest jobs and worked up really well in corporate America. But it wasn't until I did this work that I could see that I was overgiving and mm. overdoing mm-hmm. to compensate for not feeling good about myself. And so in my relationships, this showed up kind of in a negative way because I was overgiving in order to get love and to get appreciation and to, to get the ballot, to feel valued and appreciated and loved. I felt like I had to earn it. I had to overgive into it. Mm-hmm. And so on the other side, what happened was that they were feeling that I was needy because mm. I was giving to get instead of just giving out of love. Mm. Wow. So going through this process it changed my whole life. I could see back in the in my first marriage before I was divorced that I was giving to get. In some ways that pushed her away. Mm. And then that showed up in several following follow on relationships. And they ended in a similar way because I was stuck inside that pattern. That was my part of my identity. That I wasn't yeah. good enough. I was overgiving to get. Yeah. And now that I've healed that, I can I I've actually moved from we we haven't talked about this, but there's three there's four, you know, attachment types. There are three big ones. And one of them is anxious. And I was an anxious security type. Uh, because of that, mm-hmm. I had an action sorry, I had an anxious attachment type because of that wound of not feeling good enough. And now I've moved to secure. Yeah. And it's changed the way I show up in a relationship. I have a much deeper, more giving, more honest, more vulnerable, more um, authentic relationship now. I'm not giving to get, I'm giving because I love to give. Yeah, wow. I mean, Lena, like, why is it important to, you know, for couples to start there first? Like, from your experience, when they start there, then what does that allow the couples to do with each other, for each other? To love themselves, right? <laughs> well, I think like Greg said, love, it's, it's super important in our work to get both partners to truly to the place where they love it themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you take, let's say, you know, one of the marriages where there is a wife, and a husband and the wife is uh, somebody who is constantly saying yes to the husband, saying yes to the kids, saying yes to the work. And it's not say so by that, saying no to herself. Mm-hmm. If you come from a place of no self-love, this is what one of the patterns that shows up. And we see it everywhere. Women are exhausted, they <laughs> yeah. are unappreciated, they yeah. feel unappreciated. They feel like they don't matter, that they don't get enough and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of time, Greg and I see in couples, this is what's the underneath all of this complaining and blaming is the part that the woman, and I'm just taking a woman, but you know, I can go anywhere with that. Mm-hmm. A woman keeps saying no to herself. 
And at some point, she goes into the place of victimhood. Mm-hmm. And I like to say, let's move out of that hood. Let's move out of the victimhood. Because when you're in a victimhood, you will become a slave to the master, to the people you say yes to. Mm. At some point, you start resenting them. Mm. And so this is the dynamic that keeps happening. And that's just one of the examples. And at some point, it's like, okay, I can't take this anymore. And it all starts from not loving yourself enough to really understand what your needs are what your priorities, what feels good to you, you know, how do you nurture yourself? That's one of the aspects of mm-hmm. self-love that could create, you know, the bridge cracking. So, uh, right. so that's one of the, like, one of the, that's my next question, like, <clears throat> what are some of the things that they can start doing? And basically that is, you know, really beautiful thing that I see trends into like a lot of this work of like, what do I really need? What do mm-hmm. I really want? Right. Um, and, and actually like listening for that answer and being authentic about that uh, for me is like really key to not and say that this is mine and not listen to like what well, this couple because I, I find that a lot of couples will say well look what they're doing look what they're doing and mm-hmm. maybe we need this and it's like no it's like well mm-hmm. what do we need um, what do I need to be happy in this relationship right. you know what else are some other right. tools and things you guys use in the retreat that allow couples to start a journey of self-love. Yeah, I just I just like to, sorry, Lena, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, yeah. I, um, I just like to emphasize that point because I think there's a huge misconception about what self-love looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, some ladies will say, oh, I gotta go take care of myself. I'm gonna get my nails done. Right. <laughs> oh my God, here all the time. Yeah, I'm, 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 gonna get, I'm gonna get a pedicure or I'm gonna get a massage. Or I'm going to go buy a new pair of shoes or a new piece of clothing. I mean, I'm picking on women at the moment, but men do the same. Men do the same thing too. They go buy a new lawnmower or they go buy a new car. You know, jewelry, something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so that is not the kind of self-love we're talking. About. Yeah. We're talking about actually getting in touch <laughs> with the self that inner part of ourselves where we have feelings and needs and desires and passions yeah it's not the external stuff it's the internal stuff and that's where we work and you'd be well i know you work in this space and so one of the things that we find all the time is is that people are not used to looking inside so they don't even know you know we have to help give them tools to identify what their feelings are and what their needs are. And that's where the magic starts to happen. Yeah. All of a sudden they light up and get connected to, to what's important to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that then bridges into, they, they step out of the hood, as Lena was saying, out of that victimhood, and they feel empowered to ask yeah. or to express their feelings and needs. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, a partner isn't giving you what you really need because you're not asking for it <laughs> right exactly. you People, haven't even given them a help they would love to help you out they right. would love to show um you know their affection and care and love if, but they need help to know what's really true what they need you to show up authentically with your feelings and needs so that's where we work that's what self-love yeah. in our yeah. workspace looks like 
That, that reminds me of a line in um, the book, The Untapped Soul. He, um, he was saying, you know, at the end of people's lives when they're in hospice, you don't hear people saying, oh, I wish I'd have got that car, or I wish I'd have got that pedicure. They always go back to, I wish that I would have spent more time with my loved one. I wish that I would have found love again. I wish I'd have tried one more time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking about things and nails and hair. You know, it always comes back to love. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> well, the, part of that is too is then being able to express it. Mm-hmm. And and so just to put in a real plug for us unlimited here, that's what that's what a lot of our workshops and retreats are about. Yeah, about giving people a set of tools and allowing them to focus on those parts of themselves and then to be able to express them and to build a future vision that they're excited about with themselves in it. Yeah, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, so the second um, part of this is, you know, how can you begin to heal? You know, like, why do you guys focus on patterns? Because I I mean, I know, um, but, you know, why is focusing on patterns and fears are are so important like you know to even recognize because i you know i talk about i talked about patterns with people and they're like people don't understand how patterns are running their lives and in their relationships so i'm so happy that you guys are working on this so talk about why this is important to talk about with couples go ahead greg that's your favorite subject (laughs) (laughs) well so Patterns are a representation. It's it's actually how we're showing up in life that give us the clues to understand how we're looking at life. What is that false belief or the false story or the meaning that we bought into earlier on in life that that has protected us? So usually it comes from some kind of a traumatic event or a memorable event or you were hurt in one way or another. And so then this part of yourself learns that and says, oh, I'm going to protect myself from that. Mm-hmm. So that's where the fear builds in. So we show up in life and in our relationships protecting this fear with a story that I'm not lovable. So we overcompensate by overgiving or always saying yes, as Lena was saying, or as I showed up with, I'm not good enough by overgiving, um, expecting some to be acknowledged and appreciated in mm-hmm. return. Yeah. Or, and there's more, there's I'm not worthy, um, uh, I'm bad, I don't, <laughs> I don't matter. There's a whole bunch of these. And so the yeah. patterns are just the way we've been living our life. And to use a landmark phrase, it comes from the space that you don't know what you don't know about right. yourself. It's, it's just automatic and it's a definite blind spot for a lot of people and you know i'm glad you said that too because i i just reviewed (laughs) the forum (laughs) and i discovered one of my other patterns was i don't trust and you know and this is how like i'm giving this example of like you know so people can see how this affects your life and in relationships you know and i remember an incident that happened with my mom i was supposed to get this scholarship and she wrote down the wrong information. And I never got it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I never trust her again. Mm-hmm. And how that showed up in a relationship, I would never share my information with her. I would never ask her for anything. I never would depend on her. I would fight her. 
every step of the way in my relationships when I'm dating, you know, I don't trust that, you know, the guys I will show up. I'm always like, when are you going to do this? What are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Like over, over compensating in the relationship and it affects, I was like, oh my goodness, I've been over functioning of this false belief that I don't trust and not allowing others to show up. And that happens in relationship when we have this, we don't even know, but when you identify that, that thing, it's like, oh my God, you, now you have power. So, you know, talk about how, like, how do you even get couples to even identify? Sometimes for me, it's an aha moment, like, oh, you know, so how do you guys start to implement that within your retreat? Lena, you want to talk about the couple that where she was in judgment and where that came from, from her father? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of our favorite couples. Um, yeah, she she had a traumatic experience happen when she was very young unfortunately her father walked away mm-hmm. when she was in a very tender age of four i think maybe three or four mm-hmm. and uh, she was raised by a single mother who was upset and stressed and um in a kind of in a man hating mood all mm-hmm. the time and consciously or subconsciously was sending those messages towards her daughter. And it, it didn't even come up until the coaching of her mm-hmm. that that's been going on, that she's, wow. our client's been kind of in a way uh, modeling, you know, that her mother. Mm-hmm. And every relationship she would get into, she would immediately start looking for what's wrong with him. And, you know, I know Greg mentioned the attachment um, that's, that would be the avoidant attachment and that mm-hmm. we use that a lot in our work so avoidant is usually style is you find something wrong with your partner so that you can blame them mm-hmm. for something wrong with them and then have a good reason to walk away mm. and you're constantly doing and repeating that pattern but then you call your girlfriend and you say you're not going to believe this he did this, this, and this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not realizing that she was creating that. Yes. It wasn't until coaching that she was able to stop that. First of all, first thing in our coaching is always you become aware of your pa- pattern. Mm-hmm. And then we work on you replacing it with something that would going to create the result that you want. Mm-hmm. The, happy, the happy life, the joyful relationship, like Greg's word, the magic, to create yeah. the magic. And so she was able to replace that with trusting man and being aware and breathing when those old patterns coming in and replacing them with what she wanted. Yeah. And we are super excited <laughs> that she is in the loving relationship. Yeah. They're not naming names. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Moving in with. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so good job, Greg. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and it's I'd just like, yeah. I, I would just like to emphasize that there's a healing that goes on for her. Yes. We actually got to the root of it when we identified that the fear was is that the men would just leave her like her father left her. Right. 
And so the, that was a, she treated all men that way. And what she got to was, is that that's not a true story. Mm -hmm. She could replace that with the truth that all men are not going to leave her. Mm -hmm. And that it was okay for her to, to trust and to trust that she could deal with it if she met somebody that was scary, then she could leave. But she could trust that all men. So she healed that wound with her father, which then allowed her to step out of being so judgmental. And that's the power of the self-love kind of healing that we work in. Yeah, that's so beautiful, beautiful, guys. Um, so the third thing is communication from mm -hmm. the hearts, like being authentic and vulnerable. And I, and I really, really love this. Um, so, you know, how does vulnerability and authenticity is access to that personal love within the relationship or establishing that love in a relationship? Well, <laughs> I, I, can, I can just say that we believe that without that, no relationship or intimacy, true intimacy is possible. Mm without vulnerability, without being able to show up authentically in a relationship. And, and that all starts from being comfortable, feeling safe. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's sometimes it takes a lot of time and work to get to that place. But Greg and I are committed to getting our couples to that space because that's that ultimate goal where they share from the heart without fear of being judged or fear of being misunderstood there is a there's created a safe space for sharing mm -hmm. and that way there is no walls between you and that's a true intimacy mm. so that's what yeah go ahead i was just gonna say that's that's such a beautiful place because then the bridge grows quickly mm -hmm. and it doesn't just connect you know people can connect still stuck in their stories a little bit, but their connection is limited because they're guarded or they're holding back or they're not sharing fully. Um, you know, you joke about how the fact that, you know, men are not mind readers. Well, none of us are mind readers. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, and so being authentic and vulnerable and being able to communicate your feelings and needs is the fundamental building block to taking all of your experiences to a much higher level. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether you're admiring a piece of art or you're holding hands on a walk or you're even snuggled up together being intimate together, when you yeah. can share vulnerably, it just raises the whole experience yeah. to another level. And there's a deeper trust, deeper connection, mm -hmm. and a deeper level of love that just materialize and that's magically materialized yeah you know I, I always i don't know about you but i when i hear couples or uh, one person in the relationship goes well you should know me by now you should know what i'm thinking and i cringe i'm like oh my god like they're just such a jab to your partner so you know how like well, well that's a beautiful segue into the blame shame and complaint right, yeah i mean we sometimes set our partners up so we can blame them instead mm -hmm. of looking at ourselves, seeing how we're causing them to show up a certain way. Yeah. One of the ideal ways is just what you said. Yeah. We, we say something like, well, if he really loved me, he would get me those flowers without yes. me asking for it. Or 
he would he would set up the date for me and because <laughs> he really loves me and and well you're setting him up for failure uh, yeah yep you know i mean i'm playing the woman in that particular role but it happens the men do exactly the same yeah. thing well i have an example of this one if i can i love this one yeah i personally i remember i was in a relationship and i felt so upset with my partner because he knew i was driving on the highway and he texted me he sent me a text <laughs> and it was not like oh my god get off exit 65 like something right it was like it was so lovely to see you it was a sweet message It was, I hope to see you again, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, if he loved me, he wouldn't text me while I'm driving. So that was me. I was like, okay, Lena, back yeah. off. Yeah, back off. <laughs> right? It's good that you caught that because most people, or most couples don't have that awareness mm -hmm. to make that distinction. Right. And uh, so that's great that you caught. Like, but also blame and shame, like, Talk about like how do you help couples recognize that that is a weapon of destruction in a relationship? How do you guys get them to separate what's happening between what's actual the truth? Uh, this is such a deep topic. <laughs> it, it it actually dovetails really part of the foundation that it allows couples to start to have the red flags, the awareness and the consciousness mm. to sense when that's happening is the self-love. Mm -hmm. You know, it actually comes out of that. There's an important part. And normally this doesn't show up right away because it's a little bit deep. Yeah. Both Lena and I believe and are sensitive to how we co-create what's happening in the relationship. Yeah. So if you're blaming your partner for something, that's a clue that what are you doing to cause it? Yes. What are you doing <laughs> to cause it? How are you, you know, I mentioned earlier, you set your partner up. Well, they're coming from our fears, coming from our patterns, our old habits, how we grew up, how our parents modeled us, maybe even karmically what was handled down mm -hmm. from past generations. We autom automatically, without consciousness, you know, do things to set our partners up. Yeah. And so getting sensitive to self-love and stepping out of victimhood, you suddenly become aware of when you are blaming yeah. or when you are shaming and when you are complaining because all of a sudden you're not feeling good inside. You're yeah. connected to yourself. What am I not feeling good about my partner? And then you develop the, t the tools and part of our workshops and part of our training is to get sensitive to listening to those feelings. Yeah. So that's when the red flag starts to go off. You now raised your consciousness, you raised your awareness level that, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm attacking, I'm feeling bad and I'm blaming my partner for it. Yeah. How am I the cause my feeling bad yeah it's like That's... yeah taking a 100 responsibility of how you are showing up how you're causing you know uh pain anger and it's like one of the clues is like basically if your partner is reacting to something what you're saying it's like 
for me, I've learned to like, okay, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I causing that with you? Like, what am I doing? What am I saying? Maybe what is not, what I'm communicating is not landing the way it's supposed to, that way I want it to land. It's like really having that self-awareness. So how do you get couples to start I mean, that's, that was a huge one for me, <laughs> just to like being able to stop myself in any relationship to say, how am I doing that? What am I doing over here that's happening out there with you? Like, how do you even get, like, cause a couple to even stop what they're doing and really look at that? Well, first thing we do is we put them on the blame detox. Oh, what's that? <laughs> That's one of our favorite things to do. It's, it's, it's a no-blame game. This is what they sign up for. Uh, every time they have a thought about blaming somebody, something happens. Blaming, even blaming, oh, uh, the weather, the rain, this. Acknowledge it, write it down, and, and take a note. And really judge it. Go into the, be curious, is it really true? Mm. Curious of this blame and then see how things are, like you said, I love that. And this is a huge part of what Greg and I preach is taking personal responsibility Mm -hmm. for how you show up in the relationship, how you show up in life, how you're creating the life, everything you've created, Mm -hmm. how you're responsible. So that's one of the things. And seeing things for this is for you not done to you mm-hmm. this is one of the tools that we are constantly um, our clients take on so that no blame the blame detox it's pretty powerful yeah. when you become aware how many times a day you start blaming things <sighs> <laughs> you know, I'm blaming the dog yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and yeah. you just just take it on that you are responsible and i think at the end and what we've seen in our work is people feel the power Mm -hmm. it's again going back from the victim where things are happening to you people are doing it to you you know the weather is this like yesterday was crazy rain and i got completely soaking wet and i was like oh my god i can't believe it but then i was like it's great for the flowers that I enjoy right. so much. So it's the little things becoming aware of. And um, then that's pretty powerful. And I love what you just said, like that, the, those little things. And I don't think a lot of couples, or even as an individual, you don't realize how those little tiny conversations like that snowballs throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then we're, by the time we're home, we're like fighting with our husband, our wife, and we're blaming and the kids. And it's just like a, a, a big pile of poop at the end of the wow. day. Um, and it's really up-leveling your self-awareness, like where you both are you know, really elevating with couples. That's almost like really the key um, of really evolving the relationship, which is so beautiful. You know? Yeah, it's it's... It's it's also like a muscle, like you said. It it's is. Weird, just, yes. You, know, you you practice it, and you get stronger, and you get better at it, and it's it's really magical. Again, there's my favorite word. It shows up <laughs> in, in, in all aspects of your life. Life, yeah. You know, because you're frustrated at your boss, mm-hmm. 
So where, it's not him. It's what did you say yes to that you really couldn't deliver on? Or, yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, how have I not been honest with him in terms of what's really involved in getting done uh, to meet the deadline or whatever? Yeah. So you, you back, and, and we do that with our partners. And, and then what happens is you build up this pressure inside yourself, this mm-hmm. frustration. And rather than own it, rather than blame yourself, you lash out. Mm-hmm. You know, your wife all of a sudden didn't put the right amount of milk in your coffee and you explode. Oh, yes. You've got all this pent up frustration and blame that you don't know what to do with because you're blaming it outside yourself and you're stuck in that rather than owning it. And owning it, all of a sudden you become strong and powerful. Yeah. And, And so it's a muscle. You know, it really, you have to practice this and we give our client uh, we give the people we work with the tools to do that right and 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 although this sounds so beautiful it is damn right uncomfortable sometimes to do it you know what i mean and it's so necessary um to do it you know what i mean and um you know i just had a recent conversation with one of my best friends we have been distant and like really having the courage to say to him like i don't trust I don't trust, I don't share myself with you because I don't trust you. And he said the same thing too. And we, as we're in the conversation, you know, and I know it's the fact that I have all this training and stuff with me. I had the, the, even having the courage in trying to resolve our, our relationship to say, I have to stop this conversation because there's a level of responsibility that's not happening in this relationship or this conversation. I'm taking all the responsibility of how I'm showing up and it needs to happen on your end as well. Otherwise we can't go anywhere if I'm the only one who's taking responsibility. And it took a lot of courage to do that. And sometimes that's what it takes to, to, to evolve that thing and to really be authentic. So, you know, it's like going back to the boss thing. It's like sometimes we say, and you said this too, Lena, too, like saying yes to things where we know authentically we want to say no, yeah. you know? And then as the other couple receiving a no and not re- having respect or even engage why they're saying no or why they don't want to do this thing is so imperative to really establish authenticity within the relationship so that both people can show up and not blame and not shame for their needs and wants, you know? Beautifully yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, I can give, can I? Can I? Yeah, sure, this, yeah. This is Love just to. such a brand new, hot off the press example. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg and I, you know, we're super busy right now with our retreats and the workshops and it's like down, we, we do, we're doing a lot of work right now. Mm-hmm. We are super busy. So yesterday he asked me, why am I stressed out? I'm short on my text. I'm not as responsive. And I did this thing. The first thing, I didn't say it, but my first reaction was to point finger at him. (laughs) You are setting this unrealistic expectation. You are saying yes to all these deadlines and you are signing us up for all these things. And 
And then I looked at what's going on, the three fingers pointing at me. <laughs> and I went back and forth. I'm like, okay, <laughs> how am I creating this? Mm-hmm. And I stopped blaming him immediately. And I was able to catch myself that it's tr- mm-hmm. truly, you know, when you point finger at him, I'm three of them pointing at me. It's so good. That's so good. It took yeah. On. yeah, like own it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, Talk about these six human needs. I know I remember taking a uh, sort of a Tony, they called it was called the Taste of Tony workshop. He does talk about these, mm. you know, six needs, six human needs. So what are the six human needs? Oh my God, I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. And I do this. Um, this actually, couple. I have it right here. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, <goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite uh-huh. Tony. Um, so six human needs. The first one is the need for certainty. And certainty is like your basic safety, the roof over, knowing like this Greg, knowing that the deadlines or mm-hmm. knowing that things are going to get done. Mm-hmm. The second one is uncertainty. And uncertainty is more about like fun and magic and not knowing. And Greg loves this. This is one of his favorite things. He says, it's like diving off skiing off the black diamond not knowing like that's uncertainty Mm -hmm. excitement of not knowing then there is significance the third one significance and it's like you know feeling good about the way you show up in landmark we say uh, it's uh, looking good yeah the looking need to look good we all have that Uh, especially now with the the way we expose ourselves on on the media, on uh, on um, yeah. social media and the network, you know, the significance of looking good, you know, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. Then there is beautiful one, the love and connection. That's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. And the second two, the the, se- the last one is need for growth. And I think all three of us have this huge need for that. Growth, I know. <laughs> right. do. And Tony always says, when you stop growing, you die. So that's pretty. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last one is the need for contribution. Mm-hmm. And that as coaches, that's pretty much a, a big one for us. Yeah. Wow. So I, what, what we do with couples is we figure out, and there is, I actually personally worked with one of Tony's coach who coaches Tony, Chloe Madanas, mm-hmm. beautiful uh, soul. She developed this application where you find out what your top needs. And it's super important in relationship. And I know one of the couples that I worked with, were, um, the husband's complaint was always, well, she doesn't want to be with me. She's constantly running away, going to retreats. She would rather be with her girls than me. But then when we did her chart and it showed up that her need for growth was number one. Mm. And she explained, and, and then one of the questions that we take our clients through is, what has to happen for you to feel like you're growing? And she listed it, going to workshops, going to retreats, learning new things. And he was like, oh, wow. So it's not about me. You're not leaving me. You're actually fulfilling your top human need of growth. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my goodness, of course I'll support you. I'll watch out, watch the kids. So that's, that's why these tools are super important mm. to know. And that goes back to 
you know, to f- and identify what's important for you. Going back mm-hmm. to self-love, everything goes back to back self-love. self-love. Yeah, self-understanding. Self-love starts with understanding yourself. And this is so good to not only accept for yourself, but for the partner to understand that need and like you can be able to one support the person and stop taking it personal because that's mm-hmm. their human need. And how can you be a contribution? to that growth, you know, to each other, you know, you, it sounds like you just start to learn how to serve each other in a more healthier, a healthier way, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, unless someone has taken the time to do this work before, they might not know what their time right. is. Yeah. They're just showing up and doing things to try and get their need met. Yeah. They may not know that that's what they're doing. And so, they're negatively impacting others because they're going off doing this thing for themselves. Yeah. And the reality is, is that this is really important to them and it's a form of self-love and they didn't even know it. So just the process of learning that for themselves can be hugely empowering and understanding. And then you're right. Then you bring that into the relationship and how you can help each other support your highest need yeah that's that's love yeah and it's something like you know i really love you brought that up like if you're not if you're not growing you're dead you know what tony robbins say like you know it's it's probably i don't one of the top things that what kills relationships because people stop feeding and growing and nurturing the relationship they're just like complacent and then two three years go by then you know (laughs) they're just like how do we get here? Right. You, you know. Well, people don't stop growing, though. Right. Even though they may not be growing in their relationship, they're still growing in their lives. They're mm-hmm. affected by their bosses, their other relationships, their activities that they're participating in. Um, if they have children, they're growing in themselves as a yep. result. I mean, children are the greatest teachers, if you're ever a parent. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> But my point is, is that you're still growing and you may be growing apart if you're not working on growing together. Yeah, right. And I remember Catherine said that too, what, that was the biggest catalyst of her marriage that she, when she, she kept growing, but she never shared that with her husband. And that's important to share your growth. Because a lot of us, I don't think we don't, not a lot of us, but a lot of couples don't share their growth. And it's important that the other person is interested in that growth, which is, which is causes that dynamic to either grow healthy or can, can literally fall apart, end up in divorce or separation. Can, can I just share one thing that this is really important about? Sure. Most of the time as relationships start to break down and people start thinking about the D word divorce or trying to have a conscious uncoupling, they still love each other. Yep. They still love to find a way to fix whatever they think is broken. Mm-hmm. And there's not enough acceptance in society. Relationship struggling is still a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. People don't know that there's help out there. I mean, I love your podcast. I mean, this is all about getting the word out and mm. engaging people and helping them understand there's so many different ways that they can get help for their relationship. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And that's, this is what so excites Lena and I, because 
there's potential here to help people fix it before it's so far gone that it's unfixable. Right. You know, I'm, it's so, God, this is so full circle. You just said that, you know, and one of my best friends, their marriage was just going through it. And um, I gave him the book, one of the, the him, the book, Calling Into One. And I was like, you're going to read this book because I am standing for this relationship. <laughs> you know, and it's like going back to get lean. I'm like having that stand uh, because I, I guess for me as a coach, I know that it's possible. Like somebody has to be taking a stand that this, like you two are standing in, this is possible. Yes. And I, she, she was in town and I had, you know, lunch with her, with the wife. And we were talking, we're talking. And then she said to me, you're the only one who's fighting for my marriage. Mm-hmm. She was like, how do you know that we still have love? And I said, I just know, I see it. Because, you know, I said, you have to stop surrounding yourself with people that do not fight for your marriage. Like, and stop gossiping about your marriage, stop talking and getting advice from people who can't maintain and hold a relationship. It's not serving your relationship. Okay. You know, know? and going back to self-love, and I gave her exercise. I said, look in the mirror every day for 30 days and say, I accept you for who you are and who you're not. And she broke down at the table Mm. and she was like, that's it. And I was like, I know, that's it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I got a text from him this weekend. He was like, we had sex for the first time in a year. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, ah. (laughs) Absolutely. Great job. And it's like, but it's like, you know, I was writing this on my Instagram post. It's like, you know, somebody has to have the light and shine it up and say, there is a way out Mm -hmm. and your retreat as an example of that, you know, we we are holding the light up to you and saying there is a way to find your way back to love. And here it is. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I love how what you did for her and her relationships. That's beautiful. That's really what we're all about as well. And that's so cool. And our retreat is intensive. I mean, it's two nights and two days. We, we, the, we separate them apart for the first day and we work with them individually to help mm. build that self-love and that foundation. And then we bring them back together and create a space with tools and help and guidance that they can then become authentic and vulnerable with each other and create that future vision mm. from a loving place of themselves and allows that love to regenerate, allow the trust to, to rebuild and the connection. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but it's intense. I mean, this is like years worth of therapy in a weekend, you know, but it's coaching because we're yeah. asking them to do push-ups and do the work. Yes, you know? do that work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I love this other topic because I, I, after that I did, when I first did the calling of one, my friend was like, you've got to do or read the five languages of love. But I was just like, I don't know, when I read this book and I literally to go back to every single relationship and go, oh, I was not paying attention to that and that and that and that and that. And I didn't even understand my own 
love language to articulate that to my relationships. And I love that you guys have this a part of a retreat because this is so important for even as a single person to really tap into what is my love language and how do I articulate it? Understand because it really helped me understand. Like, like my number one is quality time, and I never understood. Like, and it really helped me understand why this is important to me. Like, you can buy me things, you can like take me on trips, but it's the quality of time I'm spending with you is what's really most important to me. So I'm curious of like how did like how did this become about in your retreat? Like, how did you even discover this book? Like, I, I really love this book. Why this is important to include this in your retreat? Well, I can talk a little bit about it if you want, yeah. Greg. Um, I do a lot of workshops on astrology and relationships. Mm-hmm. And I, I mention love languages and I always bring the book with me just for the reference. Mm-hmm. And I notice that people are blown away by the simplicity yet deepness <laughs> right? of this <laughs> knowledge. And it's always like, wow, I had no idea. Like mm-hmm. you said, quality time. Mine is exactly the same thing. <laughs> and I you know my girlfriend moved to Florida right now and she's super busy. And I feel like I'm not connected with her. And all of a sudden I'm like, I don't think I feel loved by her anymore. I'm like, oh, okay. It's because she's not paying me. She's not giving me the attention, the, mm. the time together as much as we used to. And one of our clients, this beautiful example, he, when he was a little boy, his father said, he sat him down. He said, when you fall in love, you have to bring your girlfriend, wife, flowers. That's how she's going to know that you love her. Mm-hmm. This is what he told him. And that's what he's been doing. And then years later, he is in our coaching. And like, are you sure this is what her lang- love language is? And he's like, what is the love language? What is this? <laughs> he, flowers. I gave her flowers. Doesn't she know I love her? And apparently the gift, the flower, that was not her. Her was like ours. It was uh, undivided attention. Mm. And once he figured, it's like, you know, Tony talks about two inches. Sometimes it's just two inches. It Mm. was like that small and yet profound. And all of a sudden, you know, he was having sex. <laughs> time in a long time. Yeah, two inches of difference. Makes yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. don't have to spend money on the, on the flowers. Just, just sit, be with her. Yeah. So talk about the it, love. It's, 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 it's so huge. Um, it's also, it's almost like, one of you is speaking Spanish and the other is speaking German. Right. <laughs> and you're just not connecting. You're, you're trying to say how much I love you in what you think is a love language. What, you know, uh, it, so there's words of affirmation, which is mm-hmm. literally saying I love you or appreciation, things that you are. There's acts of service mm-hmm. um, and literally that's what broke my first marriage. I really didn't get how important acts of service were mm, wow. to my former wife. You know, um, my love language is physical touch and quality time, mm. communication, quality time. And, and I was doing that 
but she wasn't getting the message. <laughs> and, and, and so I was speaking Spanish and she was speaking German. And it over time, I mean, we were married for 15 years and had four amazing kids, but it wasn't enough to compensate for that. And it, the relationship spiraled, spiraled down and eventually broke. Mm. And so Lena's absolutely right in what you're talking about, the power of being able to say, I love you, or how much I appreciate you in a language that your partner understands. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. And it opens up that. And also knowing what to ask for. Another side of this is yeah. knowing yourself well enough to know this is this is why my love language, this is my feelings, this is my needs. And so being able then to be vulnerable and authentic enough to ask for it. Right. And yeah. like, and I remember doing this book, it blew my mind because it's like really gave me tools to to articulate my what I want. I mean, that's what the for me, the the book, these five love languages gave me the ability to articulate it. And I remember asking somebody I was dating this guy to, to do the test and he didn't want to do the test. I was like, OK, well, I can't force him to do the test, but, but I knew the book well enough to say, OK, well, what's really important to him at, at how he's showing it to me? And I, I was like, oh, okay. Like quality time was his thing. It wasn't like planning and being spontaneous. And all. I was like, oh, okay. So we had the same love language. So I didn't have to do all this other stuff because I really understood by his actions what his love language was. So he didn't even need to take the test. It was me having the understanding of how it worked and being able, and that's really powerful for singles too. Like right. you have a really understanding, you can able to, the way the person you're dating, you can actually be effective at dating by knowing these five love languages. Yeah, it, it, I just, I'm, you hit a button for me. So I just wanna jump in and say, I'm in a relationship right now where my partner's two top love languages are the same as mine. Which and is so it, it, quality time is quick touch. Yeah, it's physical touch and quality time mm -hmm. slash communication. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. Right. It's amazing that, you know, because we're constantly using the same language and we're valuing the same things together. Mm. And so it, it's a real strengthening of the connection. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And so that's awesome. another thing, like you're saying about either for single or for people in relationships, getting in touch with that and then and then bonding with that really beautiful. I'm curious of like when when you bring this to couples, like what their faces are like when they realize this. It it it's again, it's like, oh my God, how could I not know this? You know, it's it's like you've just seen something for the first time that you've never seen before. Before. Yeah. It's like a total blind spot. But yeah. so many couples, oh my God. So, and, and, and there's actually, sorry, go ahead, Lena. It's, it's for couples. It's also, you can use them with, in your relationship with your kids. Right. Mm -hmm. with yeah. Anybody, oh yeah. With your coworkers, with your boss, knowing, knowing the language, uh, it's super important and understanding and appreciating, uh, understanding your children's lang love language. Mm -hmm. It just gives you oh my god opens up so many doors right 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 and i know they have uh 
I know he has a new book, Love Languages for Teenagers. That's a pretty cool one to, to look into because uh, I yeah, have I'm, teenagers, so I know all about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about those. A friend of mine asked me, do you a program for teens? I was like, oh, I think I should. That's really important oh, yeah. to read. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in that for kids. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about like how do you move out of victimhood? And it's interesting because I'm, and I was <laughs> going over the uh, Conscious Uncoupling book, and when I saw this on your uh, uh, move from uh, moving out of victimhood, there's a quote in um, Calling in the Wand. I'm mean, sorry, Conscious Uncoupling says, "Well, what is good about this breakup is that you have been brought to your knees by the great leveler of life, and then life has broken you open and violently and mercifully forcing you to evolve." to develop and grow and like talk to me about like that like moving and shifting because it is when you're in a relationship that is bringing you to your knees and you're using the d word divorce it is really asking of great service to you it is time to grow and evolve this hurt part of you like how do you guys make that shift in couples Right. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, I'm happy. To, I love it because what happens here is that, you know, we were talking about how this idea of getting help in a relationship, people don't ask. It's kind of a taboo subject, right? Right. And so what happens is, is it's not until, and as men, right, we don't ask for directions a lot of time because we know what we're doing and we're leading the way. And, you know, yeah. so it's, it's most of us have been find it difficult to ask for help. Yeah. For me, what these quotes speak to is, is it's not until something is seriously difficult or you're in crisis that you're broken up enough. Mm -hmm. Number one, ask for help. Right. I mean, if, if anybody who listens to this, the biggest takeaway I would love for them to get out of this, don't wait to ask for help. Don't yeah. wait for a crisis. Learn the tools. Up-level your awareness and your consciousness. Yeah. Find out about your human need. What's your most important one? Find out about what your key love languages are. Find out about how to really listen yeah. to your partner yeah. from Absolutely. where they're coming from and not what you're doing. You know, but ask for help to find these things out. And these tools, that's where we meet our customers, our clients. Yeah. A lot of times. And our couples, because they're now desperate. They're broken up and they don't know what else to do. It's beyond what they think they can cope with or handle right. anymore. And so that's where we're here. And so the couples come to us asking for help. Yeah. And that opens the door for us to shine some light and some education and some tools and some love. Yeah. Does that, does, does that, answer yeah. for you i mean well i'm curious more more, techniques and how yeah. we do that but yeah right well i'm just curious too like you know i'm just gonna get this from, from lena just like because i know you studied with um, alice armstrong and about men you know in your studies like why don't men ask for help because it's normally the men like my friend who i help with her she's married he didn't ask me for help like i had to like go in to be like this general <laughs> and, and you know infiltrate you know what i mean so it's like 
to me, like, why do it have to come to that, you know, with men that have to infiltrate in the men don't talk up. Like it's, mm-hmm. we're conditioned to do that so much. I'm just curious from your studies with uh, Alison Armstrong, like, why do men do this? And how, and, uh, how do, how can men start to like evolve this part of themselves and start asking for help early? And it's not something to be ashamed of. Right. I think you nailed it. <laughs> you totally nailed it. And that goes back to the cave ages when <laughs> men were, you know, the, the provider and protector, the strong and powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're strong and powerful, almighty, you know everything, <laughs> asking for help will show a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Then you can't pro- protect your woman, you can't protect your tribe, you can't. You know, when you go out of the cave looking for <laughs> next meal, you know you have to look tough. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is this is all about, you know, it's in our DNA in the guy. Right, DNA. right. I don't want to if I'm not if I'm showing the weakness, my my woman might not want me. She might mm. not believe or trust me mm. that I'll be able to protect her. Because us as women back again, you know, we are from cave there. We want our man to be the strong macho guy who comes, brings the food, protects us from the mm-hmm. bears and lions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and um, we don't have the cavemans anymore, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, of course, right. we're still acting like that. Oh, yeah. And they're still raising our kids, especially boys. Mm, yeah. And this is some of the work that I'm super passionate educating women about men and how to raise the boys. You know, a lot of times we raise the boys with that awareness that you have to be strong, the boys don't cry, you know, boys, um, you, know, you, you know, toughen up. That's the message. And mm-hmm. that's how they go into the, I mean, we can go into this. I know, right. Right. We can but, do a separate podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I have the whole seminar that I <laughs> for Rice Gathering in Poconos about that, understanding the masculine. And, but that, I don't know if that answered your questions. It, that was showed like a sign of weakness. And. But I'm curious, how do you begin to have that conversation with men in your retreat? Oh, that's a beautiful one. Getting <laughs> getting a man to the point where they are really allow themselves to feel the emotions. It's the honestly, and I know I'm I'm geeking out on that. It's the most beautiful thing that I've ever experienced in life, besides mm-hmm. having children. Nah. <laughs> Seeing a man who's been brought up in this emotionally unavailable state and usually modeled by the father they have and taught by the mother to toughen up. Watching our clients, male clients, just break, break down enough that they get in touch with the way they feel and feel safe and comfortable and sometimes for the first time in their life to share deeply from deep inside them what really bothers them, what they're really feeling, what their fears. Oh my God, that's the fear for a man to say, I'm afraid of something. Mm. It's super hard. It shows you as weakness. Again, you know, you don't want to be seen as that. 
we don't allow men. We have a man crisis and stop mm-hmm. me at any point because I can go for hours about <laughs> that. We do you have know, a men's crisis. We have a huge men crisis. That's why every time I get asked to do another women's gathering workshop, I'm like, what about men? We can't leave men. I, I you are... T- this is why greg and i are so passionate about what we do we help both we can evolve just by raising women up we can we can do that because it's like the women are involved and then they're pulling and dragging the man let's go let's go evolve and the man are like frustrated and tired and they walk away because they don't know what to do it's like exactly it's worse worse because the women are blaming them right women are mad at them they're frustrated with them yeah they're 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 not trying to show up and and do their part and they don't have any guidance and you know it's it's really such a key part of what it is and the new masculinity is about owning your feelings yeah owning them authoritatively owning your feelings and being in touch with your feelings and to ask you answer your question a little bit how we get there we talked earlier about patterns and fears Mm -hmm. and by following the patterns and walking a man or an individual back through their patterns and their fears, you can get in touch with their feelings. Yeah. And when they do that, then they break open and more right. light comes in. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's yeah. the magic. That's yeah. the magic that we look for. And when that happens, truly is beautiful. And that's the true intimacy when you can do that. When yeah. the man is not guarding himself but is able to share authentically from the heart. And the woman is secure enough to receive that and not be threatened that his emotional availability is not going to protect her if needed. Mm, yeah. So we're shifting the paradigm and it's beautiful. I mean, that's, yeah. that's where the true intimacy is. That, that's what motivates and gives us our passion for doing what we do. Yeah, I oh, have goosebumps. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! You know, I I really appreciate this conversation today, and just like who you guys are in the world is so beautiful. And I just acknowledge you both for just putting this together and really standing in a commitment and holding the light to couples that there is a way for you to evolve in your relationship and find your way back to love. I just just really acknowledge what you've created and the passion and the level of responsibility and the level of detail that is just absolutely amazing. Like you're inspiring me to complete my workshops and all these things that I've been, you know, wanting to finish and create and I'm going to do that you know and um, I just really thank you for just being here and sharing your work um, with the audience of Crazy Juicy Love it's a pleasure it's been a joy right we have workshops coming up yes so tell us how we find you where is your next workshop how can people sign on or sign up your floor (laughs) Um, so we have created a website us-unlimited.com and we have a page there with events on it Mm -hmm. and the couples retreats because we work one-on-one with couples 
we would like to get in touch with them. They can go to the website. There's a contact form there, mm -hmm. or they could email us at us at us-unlimited.com mm -hmm. uh, directly. I'll also give you a phone number here on this recording, which is 609-225-0736. And that's a direct link to me. And so for the couples weekends, they're very personalized. They're kind of customized to the needs and, and where a couple is in their relationship. So we work with them. Um, and we would love to hear from customers. We'd love to get feedback on what we've shared with you. And thank you so much for this platform. You're welcome. To step in here to share and what we're doing. And to, I love what you're doing too. I mean, you're touching people all over the place with all this work. And it's so beautiful. And well, what how would many... you like to add, Lita? Sorry. Oh, oh but we're going to be in Princeton. Okay. This summer we have a couple dates. I know one of them is June 29th. We're mm -hmm. going to be at the uh, Princeton Marriott at Forestall. Okay. And how many couples do you take on for a weekend? We are committed to one couple at a time. Oh, We're really? About, yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, wow. That's a well, <laughs> I know. I know. We, we, we love to work one on one and give our undivided attention to the couples. So, yeah. we're, we're committed to such dramatic improvements in the relationship that it can only happen one-on-one -on -one at this point in time. You know, there, in the future, there may be longer retreats, maybe three or five day retreats where we take five or six or seven couples through the process. But right now we wanna really have a profound impact. And the best way to do that is one-on-one. -on -one. The workshops wow. are shorter. They're 90 minutes or two hours long with Q&A sessions. And um, it's a way for people to meet and greet us and see how we work, and whether they connect with us. And, and other, and other, and it's free, you said? Yeah, it's free. The workshops are free. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. And do they do other activities outside of like, um, the, the, I'm sure the writing and stuff like that, like what other activities should they be expecting? to do or participate in on the weekend? Oh, we have all kinds of stuff. It depends, <laughs> depends on the couple, but sometimes we do uh, partner's yoga. That's beautiful mm. exercise. It depends if, if that's applicable. We, um, we do with, uh, Greg, what, what else? So, so just to give a quick overview of what the standard weekend might look like, we'll have a 90 minute Zoom pre-session with the mm -hmm. couple to mm -hmm. firm things up and to start the work before we even get together. And then the first night we'll be doing joint intentioning. What do they hope to get out of the weekend? What's the areas that they're most struggling in their relationship? And then the next day, we're going to do a number of this works that we talked about. We're going to talk with the individually, each person about what does self-love look for them? What are their patterns? What are their fears? What are the false stories? And we'll do the individual healing. And as part of that, we'll have breaks and we'll, we'll take some walks and we'll do it in a nice location. The meals are taken care of. And then towards the wow. end of, end of the first day using again, you know, the six, needs six human needs and the five long languages will get each individual to voice about what they want to build for themselves going forward and then what they want to build in the relationship and then we bring them together the next day and we'll go through a number of exercises again but it's joint now it's mm -hmm. what are they passionate and connected to and 
And so we'll do some trust building exercises to begin with and vulnerability to help them practice being honestly, authentically, vulnerably in communication, sharing what they learned about themselves the day before, creating that strong foundation on each side. And then we build the bridge work mm. and we connect them. So it's not just the lectures where you just come in and sit and take notes. You truly embody mm. what you learn and you get to practice it firsthand. Wow. And we have a lot of fun. Okay. Greg is a wow. Gemini who's all about magic. So <laughs> we have a lot of fun activities. He's always coming up with fun ways to, okay. to connect. Yeah, and then we finish after the weekend. A little bit later, we'll have a 90-minute Zoom meeting where we bring the couples together and we help with integration or some things that may have shown up and help clarify any of the tools that they're working with or anything like that. So, yeah. so we're there for them. And just, just also, just to let your listeners know, both Lena and I have individual practices as well. She's available at lenacoach.com, L-E-N-A, coach. Dot com and I'm gregwheelercoaching.com. We work individually with coaches in a number of different areas. If it's if it's not a couple's thing, we can help individually as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the show. And I really pre- appreciate both of you and all your love and information and your stance in the world. Thank, thank, you. thank you, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Juicy love. A juicy love. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs>